You don't hear him complaining. He's just doing what he has to do. I respect the hell out of that. But I really give this team a 0% chance of making the playoffs. I don't believe in them. It has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. It has everything to do with their defense, man. Like, their defense is really bad. Like, in, in week nine versus Detroit, they lose ed, edge rusher Rashawn Gary. He tears his ACL. Week eight versus the Bills, they lose Devondre Campbell, all-pro linebacker, knee injury. Since then, they've been giving up close to 443 yards per game, man. Like, that's not okay. You guys still hold on hope that, like, something by some divine intervention, Aaron Rodgers, because he told us several years ago to relax and we're going to run. That is what it is. All of a sudden, he's going to go on a run again. No, you're right. What makes actually, you believe they're going to just run the table now? I don't believe that they will. TJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Bobby. Tell me about our engagement rings. What do you want to know? I need you to list all the reasons why the best looking and most intelligent people always come to Ramsey's. What are you up to, Wesley? Help me out, Bobby. I'm working on a script for a radio ad. Okay. There are exactly five reasons why the best looking and most intelligent people always get their engagement rings from Ramsey's. Number one. We've got more styles of engagement rings than all the other stores combined. Number two. Bigger, better quality diamonds. Number three. Lower prices. Number four. Ramsey's has the strongest diamond warranty in America. No doubt about that. Now what's number five? Lanyap. Ramsey's always gives you a little bit extra because we love you. Welcome to Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers, the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. That is the Upper Circle Family Contracting Hotline. It is Thursday, which means we are out and about on uh, one of the crew of Katie's restaurants. Today, we had Francesca. By Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. Did I, did I do that right? Yes, you did. You okay. nailed it. Well, I was, I was a little nervous as he was staring at me. I didn't know if uh, I did it right that way. Scott Craig, John 4K with us here as well next to the Mardi Gras tree. Yeah, I was like, is it still Christmas? Or? It's yeah. Mardi Gras. Yeah, I, saw, I saw it at the top. I, you know, I Mardi Gras that. tree. Okay. We have one too, but it's red. So you do the, the Mardi Gras tree thing, huh? I do. We do okay. a tree yeah. for all occasions. Uh-huh. What we doing? We even have Mardi Gras lights on our house. Because I walked in and I was I was kind of like, what, Got what's going on shot. here with the... So, guys, yeah. we were talking about having a little Super Bowl extravaganza with the Correct. four of us. Yeah. And did you find out where? I've got my Peloton in my man cave. Right. We could do it upstairs in my man cave at my house. Or at your is house? It, is it, is the it, TV is, is it, uh, 55 is it Guys inch. only, or is it, is it bring the wives? Only boys. The room's but not that big. The room's not that big. We gotta do it somewhere else. We gotta yeah, do it. how are you going to do it? You know, it's I interesting. We're starting off the entire show speaking about this, and I wonder if it's because of the brand new spanking jersey. I, I could smell it. You know, they just I mean, it out brand of, spanking it, you. I mean, that thing doesn't right have, out of the paper. there's no mustard droppings or anything. I ordered autographed one from, um, Southern uh, Collectibles. 
um, really good people across. That's Trey um, Ledbetter helps me get my stuff. I'm still waiting on Here we go. A Bear to come by and oh. sign my jersey, okay. and for John Forcade to come through with a jersey, yep. so I can you'll, do the. You'll get one before so you die. So I can do the A Bear Forcade Breeze Wall oh, Manning. The first. quarterback transition there. It's going to be a wall in How here. About some Billy Joes. Billy Joes in there. Holl- Chris Everett. Yeah, Chris Everett. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Everett. Oh man! You know it's you amazing know, how he honesty, was so good with the Rams and, and he sucked with us. I was going to say, in all honesty, it would be one heck of a discussion piece if you could get brooks, you know get brooks up there get something done like that get scott brooks. where it goes through the history of the saints quarterbacks and you can see of all the different ones that they've had joe cap i'm being serious yeah, like man. it would be a discussion piece that you would see on the wall and kind of go through all of them and just be like oh my goodness i, I gotta say you know? a bear wasn't returning my text for a while so i went ahead and bought a white one online and it was only like 150 bucks for an autographed jersey I wonder how much Brooks is. That'd be a good, good Brooks. Who was the other we had? Who was the other guy first we had? You know what's incredible is that this is on the top of his mind to start the show. Oh, yeah. It's not, all, it's not all, the Pelicans, the six straight loss. It's not, I'm, I'm really it's bummed not about LSU. the Pelicans. It's not, you know, you could, I, I would have thought you at least start with like, it's time for LSU baseball. I mean, they, over, they overpaid away. Brian Kelly. You didn't say anything about that. They gave I him mean, an extra million. You know, it's just, it must be nice. I guess, you know what? This is what it's like being a Bengals fan. Not a worry in the world. No. Not a worry in the world. Who cares if the Saints haven't made any moves? It's it's Who been a beautiful transition. Cow- like, he doesn't care about the Cowboys getting rid of most of their staff. <laughs> well, he doesn't, and he didn't care know, about Dak. Doesn't girlfriend care. left him after the game. Did she really? Yo, you didn't hear that? No. Oh yeah, she broke up with him. Seventy nine dollars for an Aaron Brooks I mean, autograph jersey. Listen? He's completely checked out. It's, yeah, he's seventy nine bucks. <laughs> yeah, is that authentic? Is that an autograph sure. Aaron Brooks jersey? Seventy nine bucks. The jersey is eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. Too much <laughs> or not enough. $79 for an Aaron Brooks. Oh, that might be a little too much. It's 800 for Joe Burrow Look, right I, now. I, I've seen some arguments out there that... What? I think mine's a dollar twenty-five right now. Top, top three. three. What? Yeah. Quarterbacks of all time. In the league the or Saints? the Saints? Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever. Better than Hobart? Or Billy Joe Tolliver? I mean... Actually, he brought us to the playoffs. I was going to say. He, he did a lot of good things. Yep. He did do a lot of good things. He was things. the only quarterback that won a playoff game before Drew Brees. But I thought Jeff Blake would have done a good job. I, Jeff Blake, I, yep, I like Jeff Blake. I really like Jeff yeah, Blake. But, yep. but he got hurt. Right. And um, I just remember Aaron Brooks, you know, throwing the ball backwards. And, and, and laughing and smiling about and it. And laughing about it on the sidelines. That's what makes me. That's why we none of us take him seriously. Right. Because of the smiling on the sidelines. Right. And I mean, whether that was a smile, like I can't believe I Look, just did that. The the but, Winston kind of remind me of that because when I saw Winston at the the home game against Atlanta, I'm in the suite looking down. Game's going on, and he's dancing. Yeah, James. James Wynn was dancing to a, to the music that's being played yeah, yeah. over there now. And I saw Andy Dalton look over at him like, oh, uh, "Are you serious?" He was trying to get hyped. You're trying to get something. What are you talking about? He's trying to well, get hyped. I mean, you're getting I blown mean, out for the first half. He's trying to get going. Trying to get. Trying I just to get don't see how they the can still half. have him on this team next year. Oh, are we on the Saints now? Well, we got to talk about okay. it. Okay. You get to the Saints? <laughs> I didn't know we were. No, they cost me a fortune. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, and I, I truly think that um, the offensive coordinator situation. Yeah. 
Well, let me I double mean, check. Hold on. Let me look. We, we could have got Nathan. Let me look. The, 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 uh, what's his name? The guy that just got fired from deep Denver. Now he's with the Jets. Uh, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Hackett. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's bad. He's a new offensive coordinator. Well, Bill O'Brien. He ruined Russell Wilson. That's the last I saw you. He, um, <laughs> Russell Wilson ruined Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator now for the New England Patriots. Yeah, you know I think that's a good okay. move. Bill Belichick knows what he's doing, guys. Double checking here. Here we go. What you got? What you got? Double checking. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be the Saints quarterback wall right there. Oh, there you go. But I need 4K jersey first. You'll have it before I die. This is not the real jersey. This Aaron Brooks. That's a problem. Problem. Yeah. It's the the shirt I ordered for A Bear. It's the real deal, and the, just the jersey cost. Well, me I can tell you it's the real deal because we have a different color, different. Right. Uh, we didn't. We didn't have the iron on. We had screen print numbers. You did, but yep. But uh, A Bear did not. You played the same time I did. Is that screen print the one I got? It's in the car. I'm, I'm, you I'm, know, and I've I've got a ball that he autographed for me in like 1988 that needs to be traced. Okay. <laughs> I can't do it. He's got to do it. But I'm telling you, man, trying to hook up with him is like trying to hook up with the president. You all right? Yeah, I'm just. I'm, not on air. I'm just sitting here. His just son Bo's in. trying to help me get him. I have no out. idea what this discussion is all about here. Oh, I mean, just about like getting jerseys <laughs> out. Did you like to get into like yeah, a sports talk like show that or just? Well, it is sports talk. I'm talking about jerseys. You're talking about getting stuff autographed. <laughs> we we can talk about our you... specials at Katie's. There, today. Well, go ahead. We got beautiful fresh redfish nola or tuna, whatever your delight is. We've got seafood ravioli with fried eggplant ears. We've got these beautiful double stuffed pork chops with smothered green beans and mashed potatoes, homemade mashed potatoes. And we've got, what was the other thing? Redfish Oh, oh, oh the fresh speckled trout fried over, over uh, crawfish mac and cheese with a light cream sauce. And it had also $13 pizza night. It did go up a dollar. Nice. But, um, we've got $13 pizza night. And except for seafood pizzas, obviously we can't do seafood pizzas for thirteen dollars. And man, we just got a beautiful roast beef poor boy. Yeah, I mean the amount of food that's on this table here that I can't get adjusted just yet because you know. But you got there talking. You can just go ahead and go into town on it there. Yes, that is. And look, that is a a very. um, It's kind of one of those Rubens that uh, that like you you take the picture of to put on a menu. Right, you know. Rubies I mean, are traditionally pressed or grilled. Right. But I find that to be buttery and sloppy. So we do our beautiful fresh corned beef that we all cook in house, along with our roast beef. And we just put it on marble rye with your, with your uh, sauerkraut. And we make a amazing Russian dressing. It, and, folks, if you listen out there, these fries that... Frips. Um, Frips. Frips, whatever yes. you want that, that Gus has, has. Yeah. oh, my God. My first They're time in the butt to me. Yeah, I, I can John's see that. had them all. Yeah. yeah. No, I had it. Yeah, you know, I initially wanted to the do. The food came literally at eleven fifty-eight, which you know I initially wanted to do Arnold's potato puffs, but boy, is that a challenge! You've got to get them just the right temp, cold, and it's got to hit super hot, four hundred fifty degree grease wow. for them to puff up. We're not in position to do that, so they ended up just being frips, frips, frip. Look, they taste good. Is it kind of one of those things where a lot of times things that um that happen. I wouldn't say by accident, but 
kind of wind up being some of the, the more staple in restaurants. Do you ever find that? Like, we talked about this before. A lot of times when you make your sandwiches and things, it's like 12 a.m. or you're just hungry. Or like, you get what I'm getting at? It's yeah. a lot of times when you sit there and be like, let's create a dish. Sometimes right. things just kind of come by. Oh, you have to be in the – sometimes you're in the right state of mind. You got to at least take a picture I did. where you put your yeah. lips and your I big – I did. I didn't take on. a picture. Oh, you did? Okay. No, I did. And post it. I did. Uh, are we, we going to talk any sports? Or I don't know. I, this is y'all's show. Jerseys and, so the Pelicans. and beef. The oh, Pelicans? We okay. We, we just skipping around. Well, the private teams are on the road tonight at, at Southeastern. Uh-huh. Very important game. I might go. They're on the road? You might go? They're up. It's up in Hammond. You want to go? Oh. What time? Seven. What time Seven. you want to leave? Five. When I get off the air today. Uh, talk about it. Uh, yeah. I have an important LRA meeting. I got to cut out for about one, but but um, <laughs> this opening segment literally is just your life. Well, I mean, it's all I over the place. Uh, well, it is all over. People the place. enjoy exactly. listening to us because we're funny. <laughs> I okay, we're actually funny. I get a lot of comments about people coming here and say, "Who's the guy that's always right? Ra- Where's the owner that's always ragging on Drew Brees and the Saints?" And it's become a Bengals fan. Yeah, in it's my incredible that's happened. Literally. Like you just, well, you know, it's just get off the bandwagon, just, just turning jump the your ship. back on your team. And then, <laughs> you and then, and then in the same breath, he's talking. No. Oh, I got these coaches; they come in here yeah, all the time. No. Scott Scott's essentially giving the coordinates to the ship to be sunk. Well, I mean, he's just he's just going over there. Here you go. I'm, here it is. I'm just, just really disappointed, on. y'all. And you know, moved on. Yeah. Nothing when you look really about when you look at the you know blaming the Rams game on the officials, which is oh, very blamable. It's very blamable. Yeah, but it is. You, you go back right. and watch that game if it's palatable. Saints and they won. blew drop touchdown right. passes. And Drew Brees yeah. audibled on the play that was supposed to run the football to the slant, and, and was it Thomas dropped it? Right. I mean, yeah. what happened if you'd have kept the play on? You don't know if he'd have had a, a big running play there or whatever it may be. But he took it upon himself to change the play. Who knows? You never know what could have happened. You know, they were talking about Aaron Rodgers this morning on one of the shows about his legacy, and he's only won one Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. You know? But the Pelicans last night, man, I'm Another disappointing performance. Uh, even with four of eighteen shooting um, uh, Ingram back. Yeah, we did. Dustin and I was texting I, back I, and forth about yeah. Ingram. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna and, sit back. And, and, and McCullum, too. McCullum. Where, where's McCullum, he been? I mean, where's he been? I mean, twenty-five points, and Gus got mad. McCullum, where's he been? Well, you let him I mean, I'm not trying shot. to be ugly, but no. both the all's texts clearly. We're so off base. It, I didn't even know how to respond. Well, I mean, I was pissed. I'm just mad because you right. have well, well, that's that, that's what I'm saying. Less. Like on two aspects of it, I understand. Like you don't follow it as much, and you're just uh, angry I, fan. But I'm, I'm but I haven't heard McCollum's name mentioned. What are you talking in the last month? For is like doing something that you know when Zion was going, everybody kept saying, right. "When's Bi coming?" Be right. Well, where's McCollum been? Granted, he's been well, playing, you know, it's, but he's got to take control of the team. He, he has on some of those games, and the ones that they actually won while he was gone, he's led the team in scoring, and he had five threes. Yeah. He's had a game where he's had seven. It, it's, I mean, I can give you those reasons. They pretty much got blown out in the second half last year. Well, it was the third quarter. That is the second bad. half, right? Yeah. Okay. Third, third quarter. quarter. Well, I mean, to me, it's just disappointing to, that this right. team can't win. You know, there's no guarantee when I mean, Zion comes back that they, they're going to. It's going to take we 
weeks six, to seven, get him back uh, into basketball. Uh, he should shape. not be done. Is he doing that right now? Is he getting in shape to? I don't do know you, what he's do doing. You, do you have beer here? Yes. I may need one. <laughs> hey, having, Gus, how you doing? It? How's the I hangover mean, show going so far? How you doing? It's probably <laughs> the worst opening segment I've ever had. To be honest, <laughs> it is not okay. that bad. We'll do it over. We'll do it over. Okay, it's awful. Start it over now. It's not awful. It's awful. Let's start it. Let's then move. Let's get to the next one. Let's let's go. Welcome yeah, to the Hangover Show. This I mean, is we, Gus Cattingale, Morningside, Scott Forkade, and Scott Craig. We can try this again if you like after the break. Okay. okay. We'll do, we'll do it over at the break. Let's do that after the break. Uh, we'll take the break, buddy. We'll come <laughs> back and actually try to do a an entertaining, informative show for people that may want to hear. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Wow! It's that time of year again at Craig LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Great deals like never before. Never before. Shop now for a huge selection of new Toyotas in stock and more arriving daily. Great dealer discounts on all the new and pre-owned Toyotas in stock. Get two years free maintenance too. Just click and save at GregLeBlancToyota.com. But you've got to hurry to take advantage of these great prices. Greg's got the deals as your low price leader. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. LA20-11133. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 100-998-1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Gus Kattengau, Scott Craig, John Forcade with you here as well. As we'll talk about a handful of topics with Andrew Lopez when it comes to the Pelicans. We'll ask him, you know, maybe John, you'll do the interview. And you can ask him all the different reasons why he thinks the Pels are... Are um okay not winning right now? No, look, it's not. I mean, when you lose eleven to fourteen, you lose eleven to fourteen. Right. And when you lose six straight, you lose six straight. They earned the L yesterday. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, I still think they're going to be fine. As I was texting you guys yesterday, once everybody <laughs> comes back, they get healthier, and it helps. I guess answer some of the issues and the problems they sort of had. Those are the basketball things. And I also do think, and it's something I do think you can relate to, that I want to ask you as a player and as a coach and as a person that's run teams before. 
that I think you could understand. And Willie Green yesterday, afterwards, had to say, I thought to me the um, it, it's it, it's the it's the best way to explain what's going on with this team, and the best way to explain what's going on with this team, I guess, in short, is I think they're just still a young team, right? Learning to win, and you know the phrase, the John, coach too. learning to win. Yep. I w- would throw yep. him in there as well. Yeah. Okay. In terms of, you have to learn to win. And learning to win is a handful of steps. It's consistency. It's understanding the little things and what it takes. And then once you start to win, how do you handle that success and how do you handle that winning? And then understand that once you do that, staying with it, right? When you looked at the game yesterday and you look at some of these games in a six-game losing streak, it's easy to blanket stay. They stink. They're not any good. Well, if that were the case, you wouldn't have led in most of those. Right. And they did. That's the disappointing part. Whether it's Cleveland, whether it's Boston, Orlando, and last night, and you're looking finished. at Miami is another one where you're mm-hmm. you're going into the fourth quarter with most of these games really? where you're leading or you're leading at halftime. I guess so, good teams, too. Well, that's yep. what I'm saying. So I don't think you can apply the, well, they just stink. Well, if they did, they wouldn't be in the game or wouldn't be having a chance to win. So I think that's, but what is it that's keeping you from winning? And that's mental lapses. That's not doing the things that get you to where you're going. Moving the basketball around, it becomes stagnant. Turnovers. That would be just like mm-hmm. in football, throwing the ball away and throwing, I mean, they kill you. They absolutely, penalties, right? Kind of the same things. And when you saw the Saints this year play better games, they played mistake-free football for the most part in those games that they won, and you saw the talent kind of get, get up. Does that make sense? It is, and when you talk about situations, how bad are they losing these games? Like the, the Denver game, um, they lost by a point. Right. Then he looked kind of good for them last night, then he got ugly for them, you know, and they lose. So when people say, well, they're a good ball club, but they're getting blown out. Well, that's going to happen when you play 82 games in certain situations. But overall development... Are they are they getting cheap fouls or are they not making foul shots or are they just turning the ball over like you say? You have to break it down like you would a football game, right? You know, both all three sides of the uh, of the, of the phrases of the game. But as you watch this, people and another thing is, what combination are in the game when they're winning, and what combination are they in the game when things aren't going good? And I mean by combination, what five guys are playing when they're winning or? Before, remember before the years thought we talked about how great their bench was. We said, man, they got three guys coming off the bench, can play with anybody in the league, probably start for some teams in the league. Where are these guys at? And I know injuries play a big part, but everybody gets hurt yep. throughout the league. Yeah, but, but my thing is, right, so to answer that, because that, that was one of the arguments that you were presenting yesterday about it, too. Like, these guys need to step up, and I've had this discussion on the pregame, postgame show, and our show the last couple of days here as well. You can only... S- you can only next man up so much. Period. You can only next man up so much. Trey Murphy even said it. I can next man. Billy Hernan Gomez said it after the game on Sunday. That, or, or Tuesday. It was after the, the Denver game. You can only next, you can't next man up Zion Williamson. Right. You can't no. next man up Brandon Ingram. I can next man up Najee if I'm Trey or things of that nature. So, just like anything else, the things that you're missing, and okay, so if I put on the wall reasons this team's been losing, turnovers, ball handling, things like that, the stagnant offense, well, 
those two guys, specifically Zion, was responsible for a lot of that. Right. Point Zion, scoring, passing the ball. You saw yesterday, if I could get my cable to work here, I'd be playing it. Um, but it took maybe 30 seconds for Brandon Ingram's impact to show. He drove down. He got doubled on the elbow. He found C.J. McCollum for a spot. Right. It was spot beautiful. Three, right? He was waiting for it. That's when he's at his best. Right. So without him, what you've had is C.J. having to bring the ball up the court. So, you know, try to create a shot. And all. It just it just saw the help. I cut at least seven highlights yesterday of other players knocking down threes or dunks or what have you off of Brandon Ingram assists. So you can see already that impact in what he's been able to bring. He had five assists yesterday, five rebounds, and the shooting is going to come on the legs and the wind and all that. He hasn't played it two months. Right, that's a long time. I mean, you know, what Marshawn Lattimore did was uh, miraculous to be able to pick six in and play as well as he did against Philadelphia. But if you remember, he practiced three weeks before that to get into shape and all that. So I guess when I heard him say that, it really stood out to me because he he brought up the consistency. He brought up having to play with a sense of urgency and understanding those things. Being in a locker room, you understand how that goes up and down, huh? Like, can you explain that better than I can of how – you have the same guys, you have the same effort, you have the same energy, you have the same everything, but why is it can't, like fans probably want to, why can't you produce that every single game? Well, that's, and it goes back to when you play in the NFL, you got one game a week, so you're going to give it all your best and everything on that one game. But when you play in three games a week or you're traveling, you got to put all this into context of, all right, they've been on the road for a while, they're back home, what's the scenario with the injuries? It, it's so much goes into it, Gus, from the standpoint of the fatigue part. Some guys, you know, you got a healthy uh, Ingram coming back. He played pretty good for a guy that's been out for a month. He did some good things. Other guys probably at the point now is, you know, it, it, I hit a wall. You know, that's the scenario. Some of those guys have hit a wall, and maybe they need to take a little time away from them, diminish their minutes for a while until they can get their legs back on. That's a long season. Like we but discussed this last week. That's all the I games that they play. Most of those minutes because right, of the injuries. Of the injuries. Dyson Daniels players. goes down earlier this week as well. So, And that's the thing where you saw two nights ago and even you saw in a loss, but you still saw it against Denver. Jose Alvarado looked like Jose Alvarado. You know, you've seen some of these guys be able to do that, but you were asking these guys to start. Yes. You know, but I just I, I look at it like this. Last year, this team was what thirty four, thirty five wins. Correct. They were yeah. a play in team. Right. Same roster, same coach. And the way they finished, and the way they kind of found what kind of team they wanted to be, helped them get to the expectation level that we had going into this year. Then you had the start that they had this year, John. And I think that start, I. I I'm trying to find a better phrase than fool's gold or something of that nature, but I think that got people excited perhaps about where this team is and it hadn't gotten there just yet. Now, I might be saying it differently if they had stayed healthy. Right. I mean, Zion's going to miss another two weeks after three, so you're looking at a month, month and a half. If you keep him to the All-Star break, he's almost on par for two months. Wow. You missed Brandon Ingram for two months. Uh, I mean, and then before that, you had Zion miss some games. CJ miss some games. Like, so it's hard 
to stay atop of the conference when you don't have your players. And when I, and the reason why I say that too, I'm texting, um, Graf yesterday during a game. Immediately you saw why going into this game, eight of the last 12 Minnesota had won. They were, they were not playing well at the beginning of the season. They were adjusting to the Rudy Gobert trade. Mm-hmm. There were players on that team talking. You know, they were blaming Gobert. And then it, it, it started to work. But you know what else has also helped? Anthony Edwards. Right. Anthony Edwards has started to take over and said, this is my team and he's playing and he's doing those things. Here's the other thing that he does, right? I texted Todd yesterday. Mike, do you realize Cam Jordan's 6'4"? He's listed at 287. I'd probably say he's a little less than that, huh? Do you think he's... Yeah, he's... Okay. He's a good but anyway, 6'4", 287. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is 6'4", listed at 239. You essentially have Cam Jordan running point for the Minnesota Timberwolves and flying down the court, outrunning yeah, everybody. Good. That's what I'm saying. So... You think that makes a difference? Yeah. There's nobody that the Pelicans have that can do that unless I was referring to Zion. Well, he's sitting on the bench. Here's my concern, But that's the thing. If I take Anthony Edwards off that Minnesota Timberwolves team, D'Angelo Russell ain't taking over like he's doing on that. But you have a guy like yesterday where he comes in and he fouls out McDaniels. He had 10 points, but he had like five points in the last, you know, towards the end of the game where he hit a three in the bucket before he fouls out. You don't even know who that guy is. But when Edwards is dropping 37, Russell's <laughs> dropping 90. Right. So that's the thing. With the Pelicans, you need Murphy, who had six yesterday, who started to get you 16, not six. He's 2 of 5 from the floor, 0 of 3 from three-pointers. They're used to He's coming supposed off to be bench. your best three-pointer. Exactly. They're used to, but here's my concern. How long was Zion supposed to be out? Three weeks? Three weeks to be evaluated. And evaluated been, him. It's been three weeks. And this week? Yes. It, it, so the press release came out yesterday that he um, is going to be reevaluated in two in two weeks, and they're ramping him up to do that. So, but that puts oh. you at the All Star break. So you more than likely might as well just sit him out until you come so back from the All Star. Let me just say this from a standpoint: What exactly did Zion? Pull the hammy. Pull the hammy. Okay. Right hamstring. Do you know the guys in the NFL can pull a hamstring and they miss two weeks and they're back playing? It's a little bit different style, cutting and moving than in basketball. I'm trying to explain this. Is it because he's a heavier body guy with the hamstring part? I, I, I don't think it has to do with this full, size. Full, full, I think it's full body weeks, build. It's concerning to There's me. no way he's you can pull a hamstring be and, and, and be five, six weeks out. I mean... I don't know so, what the scenario so was. It he a tear back. or just a fall? My concern with him, he comes back. What's next? How what long do does it take him to get back oh. in the game? Well, I think that's why I'm, I'm looking at the All-Star hurt again. Break. Well, well anybody can lot. get hurt again. He gets hurt a lot. I mean. <laughs> yeah, we know that. He gets hurt a lot. You know, unfortunately, this is the narrative. I can't argue with you all on that because that's going to be the narrative. But the point is, everyone's getting hurt in this league. I mean, Durant's missed time. Yeah, well, everyone's uh, getting time. Depending so, on what the injury, the Durant had a, that, but he had a serious knee injury. Okay, I'm trying. That's why if it's a pull hamstring or is it a slightly tear in the hamstring? Well, it's enough. Not, that, it's enough, it's enough that they didn't. If it's that, I think it's a more than just a pull hamstring. Well, but the point is, they didn't do anything basketball wise, even run or walk for three weeks. So yeah, it's not. It's got to be a little bit more than a pull right. hamstring. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. So that's what um, no question. Yeah, I was posted in there. So the great Jack Colada has arrived. There it is. Now, um, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll ask Andrew Lopez a little bit about that and get moving along as we are live at Francesca, 515 Harrison Avenue. It's by Katie's, and I eventually will try the Reuben. Eat a bite. I can't. 
and never can get to it. Uh, all right, Andrew Lopez next on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. It's Gus Kattengell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bienview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams, and you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. The biggest names in sports are on ESPN Radio. Vince Wilford, two-time Super Bowl champion, Patriots Hall of Famer. This year wasn't his greatest year, but I don't think that Tom will leave the game off of this. Jimmy Smith, former Jacksonville Jaguar wide receiver, two-time Super Bowl champion. No Urban Meyer, Doug Peterson is what happened. You can see that they are playing for him. They're playing hard for him. Brandon Jacobs, former New York Giants running back. You would rather run a guy like Purdy versus Daniel Jones or that Prescott. You know, Purdy just up there swinging that thing and playing football. He's a lot cooler, should I say. <laughs> uh, Rayshon Jenkins, uh, Jack Safety. It looks pretty perfect to me, man. I'll probably go get some hair tips from him, man. Now, I like my hair, too. <laughs> I'm here with quarterback Stetson Bennett. National Champions 2023, baby. We won the game, and they're going to be back next year. I can promise you that. The biggest names in sports come here, and it all starts weekday mornings with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and continues all day. This is ESPN Radio. Big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Hi, welcome back. It's the Sports Hangover. Andrew Lopez covers the Pelicans in the NBA for ESPN. Andrew, good afternoon to you, man. How are you? I'm, I'm doing very well. I'm enjoying an actual day off. I don't, don't know what these feel like right now. Uh, I hear you. Uh, the team's giving the day off here as well. I, I'm I'm doing my best to try to come up with reasons and stuff. John Forcade, Scott Craig here with me as well. And I don't think they're voicing anything that a lot of fans sort of feel here right now. Um, and I guess some of the items on the list are, hey, players need to step up. Where is C.J. McCollum? How hurt is Zion? Why is it taking so long? There's a lot of frustration I sort of feel, and I'm trying to explain as best as I can. How do you explain why the Pelicans have lost 11 of 14? Uh, they didn't have Brandon Ingram, and they didn't have Zion Williamson. I, I don't think it gets much more difficult than that to, to explain if, if we're, we're trying to keep it as simple as possible. I mean, um, there was some success early when you were beating teams you were supposed to beat, uh, and you, you got off to a great start. Obviously, you were able to kind of withstand the the Brandon puncher. Really clearly, he hasn't played in two months. Um, but that's because Z started playing at an insane level. Uh, so much so that there are still uh, all-star starters right now tonight. Zion has played 29 games, has not played 1,000 minutes for the season. And there's still some media members who some have fake ballots, some don't. Uh, or some have real ballots, let's just say some are fake ballots. And still people who are putting him in 
as the third all-star starter. That's how good he was playing uh, during that stretch. Uh, you take him away, and things change a lot for what you want to do offensively, how you want to run your offense. It puts a, a, a tremendous burden, and it has been a tremendous burden, on C.J. McCollum uh, since he went out on January 2nd. You know, there's only there was a couple of games I think where JV hit, but it, it, it's just very hard to do. And you're hitting a very typical part of your schedule. It doesn't work. I mean, I mean that part doesn't help help either. So uh, we saw the steps in the right direction last night. Obviously, look, Brandon was he said he wasn't gassed, but you could see there was a rush to be knocked off. He, he was tired, but you saw the first play of the game. Two guys go to Brandon. CJ McCollum gets the wide open three. Now you add Z back to that, and things are going to be there. Now, when does this team get fully healthy? Uh, you know, that, that kind of remains to be seen. But the reason they have lost 11 out of 14, um, to me, for a stretch of that, the, the defense kind of kind of was stagnant. The offense is stagnant. But when you're, you know, you're missing 60 points a game, you know, you can, uh, you can see why it would be stagnant. Andrew, I think another aspect of it, too, and it was the very last thing that Willie Green said in the post-game presser yesterday. And... I thought it explained perfectly what I've been trying to come up with, and he did it perfectly in about 25 seconds. But essentially, this is still a young team, and you touched on it too. The early success that maybe this team sort of had, maybe the people that don't follow the NBA with the team always say, oh, we're great, all of a sudden they're winning, so now that they're losing, they maybe don't understand why and the reasons to that. But they're still a young team. So I I said this earlier in in the show. We forget they were, what, 35-win team last year. They were a play-in team. They are still learning to win, and part of learning to win was what Willie Green said there at the very end about consistency, sense of urgency, what it takes. And I love, I think, the phrase he said that stepping up doesn't maybe necessarily mean an extra dribble or taking a three. And doing. And, and that's what I, when I heard it. I'm like, so you're saying you're still a young team learning to win. Yeah, and I think the other thing was, I mean, CJ also pointed this out last night. CJ said, you know, we won six or seven in a row, whatever it was. You know, we were the best thing since sliced bread, and now that we lose five or six in a row, uh, the sky's falling and all these changes need, need to be made. You know, uh, he, he kind of said it. All fans kind of live and die by the moment. And um, I think there's, you know, it's a little bit, you know, there's somewhere in between that. As, as Willie mentioned, another thing that's kind of been hampering this team they they have they're not putting together forty eight minutes of basketball. Sometimes it's thirty six minutes. Sometimes it's forty four. Um, they're not putting together complete games. And in their in the six game losing streak, in five of these games, they've had at least one quarter where they've lost by ten or more points. Last night was probably the the, the biggest example of that. You lose that third quarter, thirty nine to twenty one. Um, you really play well. For, I mean. Play well for forty minutes. You win the game for forty minutes. I think in Miami, you 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 know you play well for forty four minutes. But the start of the second quarter, the start of the third quarter was bad. And so they they need to find that consistency. And I do think some of that comes with learning, uh, learning how to win, and learning how to make the right decisions. And uh, there's only so much that can go on. You know, I think even when you're sometimes you know we CJ makes you know a couple of head scratching moves the game. We were we were talking about the other night. It's almost like when Drew was playing point. Sometimes you. Uh, you know, there's just one or one or two plays that it's like, man, what? You know, you want you want to see something better from your your veteran in that point. Um, and the veterans, Tim, Larry, JV, they're all kind of you know prone to this as well. But uh, you see everybody trying to play through it. And I think the one thing is, you know, there's no as, as JV pointed out last night, there's no finger pointing in the locker room. So that's right. the difference between strong teams and weak teams. 
he's like, I think we're a strong team, and I think, you know, we're going to get there. I've talked to, we, we talked to Larry and, and, and Jose the other night about not panicking. And he's like, there's no need to panic. We're four. He's like, once our guys get back, we'll, we'll be okay. We just got to kind of get there. So, uh, you know, hold, hold the fort until we get there. Andrew, I think another aspect of this, too, is you, you mentioned Brandon Ingram, and you saw the immediate, I guess, dividends, right? And the immediate yep. double team and having players catch and shoot and be able to do that. Now, there's some players that, look, quote-unquote, have to sort of either step up or got to, I guess, refine themselves, man. I, I want to start with Trey. He, he's, he's had a rough stretch here, hasn't he? I mean, yep. and look, here's the thing. Like, if he's coming off the bench and it's six points and he's 0 for 3 from distance – because Zion and B.I. are in there, it's fine. The problem is he's one of your starters. You're depending on him to be scoring. And, and now you're seeing him kind of hesitate on some open looks there as well. He's just, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't look comfy out there. Gotta, uh, you know, he's gotta have a quicker trigger, I think, sometimes on some of these threes. And I'm, look, I know, I know the team's selling it to him. I know his dad's selling it to him. Uh, you know, if you, if you have, you know, there's daylight, you, you let it go. And, you know, I think, and I think that's natural for a lot of players, right? If it's over two, over three, maybe, maybe that fourth doesn't go up as quick. Um, it, it's something that he's got to find. And I think prior to last night, he had been doing a great job of, you know, we, we started to see a little bit of a difference or even one. I think last night he had a kiss, he had a little floater off the glass, uh, over Rudy. Um, there's a, there's a few different, uh, things that he could do to kind of get better. And I think we're starting to see a little bit more of him kind of getting into his bag. It's just got to be more consistent. And, you know, sometimes I mean, but I think that's kind of in it, in a sense, it's kind of the beauty of the team is if you, you know, Trey could be starting, but if, if he's not, there's a, there's a guy who's ready to go, whether that's Jose or Nash or um, Dyson at times this year. And if, you know, you got to go ahead and make some, some switches you can and it, it's not that big of a, of a, of a drop-off I mean you know Trey was Trey was supposed to be the sixth man coming into the year and you know we looked I looked up last night and he he started 36 games last night I mean or, or up until right now so the fact that your guy who you had pegged as that in, in that role has started 36 games already 36 um, kind of yeah or 35 it's up there yeah yeah um, no I went there the, the fact that, you know, like, okay, you, you see why, but, you know, I, I think it'll come with Trey. I think he's a confident enough kid. It's just he's, he's got to realize that, you know, he, he's, you know, there's other ways he can affect the game if he's, uh, you know, not hitting some threes. Uh, hey, man, this is Scott Craig. Um, the problem is we're a few losses out of being in 12th place. Oh, boy. So, where does that leave us? If this streak continues and we fall out of even the top ten, I mean, that's what I'm concerned about. And and it takes time. It's going to take time for Ingram to get back into basketball shape. And how long will it take Zion to get back in basketball shape? And, you know, with his size. Well, concerns. Z, Those are my concerns. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think Z is going to be I – mean, he's doing everything he can right now to, to do what he needs to do. And I think if he's the, the two week mark for him to be reevaluated, I think leaves them with four or five games before all-star break. Maybe he doesn't come back for that. Maybe he does, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but he has all-star break to kind of get ready. And then, 
you know, he'll be able to go. So if, if he's cleared for like at, during all-star break, he's got five or six days to get ready. I think he's in a good, he'll be in a, in a good spot. Brandon, I think Brandon's a mix of two things. One, you're knocking the rust off. You're, you're, you're trying to find that stamina that you had, um, you know, when you were playing. And then on the, on the, the other side of it, uh, he, he told us last night, he, you got to learn how to play with pain. And that's what he's doing right now. And he's like, this pain may, you know, it, it's a, it's a tolerable amount of pain. It's a pain, the amount of pain he can play with at this point. But he, but how, how long is that going to last? Is it, you know, he's like, it could be, you know, till the end of the season. He's like, it could be through all-star break. He's like, I, I don't know. And I think that's kind of the next step for, for him is learning how to play with, you know, a little bit of discomfort in your foot and, and, and going through it. Now, as far as the schedule, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you, you're a loss away from being in the, the very jumbled mess that is 5 to, to 12 uh, or whatever it is. I think it's yeah, 5 to 12 here in the in, in the west and uh, it, it doesn't get easier right now i mean that's you know after washington you're looking at milwaukee denver dallas uh then you get a stretch at home i think that's going to be the key stretch there lakers sacramento atlanta cleveland uh that could be where i really think they they get things going where they start to try to find something that clicks your you know i, I don't think this is is going to keep going. I definitely see them bouncing back against Washington. Uh, I think everybody kind of realizes where, where things are right now and why they need to kind of get back going uh, sooner rather than later. But these last three, it's just been little bitty moments that I think, you know, if, if things go differently, obviously, um, you know, they're, they're back in the conversation for second or third. So big thing I think is getting Brandon back to the flow of the offense. And continuing to play with the defensive intensity you've had in the last three games. Um, as, as CJ put it last night, if we play the way we played against Denver most nights, we're going to come away with a victory. And, you know, you hold Denver, who is, you know, I think top offense in the league to under, under 100, you're going to be in a good spot. They just got to kind of get their rhythm back offensively and get, you know, get Brandon in. And you know, hopefully he's closer to that two week timeline and, uh, for, for coming back than anything else. Let Thank me ask you. you something um, to kind of wrap this up. Speaking with Andrew Lopez, covers the Pelicans and the NBA for ESPN because it, it's coming February 9th, right? 3 p.m. Yeah. Eastern is the NBA trade deadline. So, again, another narrative or, or I guess uh, a lot of fun of what the Twitter GMs and head coaches are out there having is trade everybody or trade half the roster or you got to make a move or something's got to happen or something's got to change. Look, I think they're very real conversations, Andrew, about rotations and players. And I think Willie's just trying to figure out who who can score for them and who's working. So let's go to the other part. Do you feel, being around this team as much as you are, that there's a sense that a move has to be made, comma, a move could be made if it's the right move, or C, we're not going to see a move? Of A, B, and C, what do you think they are? It's... It's definitely B. I don't. I don't think there is a has to move feel. I mean, when this team was even halfway healthy, they were twenty, twenty-three, and twelve. I, you know, they they got to a point where they were top in the West. So I don't think you are has to move. The problem is you've had ten games with your starting lineup. Uh, you went seven and three in those games. So you're 
that that's pretty good last I checked. I know I went to Holy Cross and you guys went to Brother Martin, but I think my math works out the same that your guys does. So it's what you're looking at there to me is it's not hashes. Now, if a move presents itself where you can get a guy, maybe it's you know, one of those later first round picks, twenty seven, twenty down down the line, and it's a fit for the team, you go ahead and you get it done. Uh, but I think you you're, you look to tinker, you look to try to figure things out, but I don't think you have to make a move. I think it's, if something presents itself, you go ahead and do it. There he is, Andrew Lopez, man. Appreciate the time as always, sir. Thank you so much. Try to enjoy the day off. Hopefully I didn't bother you too much. I will. I'm, I'm going to go take a very good nap after this. I just want you to know that. I hear you. I'm all... and, and, Andrew, I, I went to Shaw High School. I'm not a Brother Martin guy. Yeah, (laughs) he just dreams of it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Hey, look, I'm just glad that Will Gillard kicked off Twitter so he didn't retweet that thing the other night to make me have to wear a brother Martin shirt. He's kicked off a Twitter. What happened? He's his his account suspended. It's uh, he's trying to get it back. It's so weird. (laughs) What did he do? Nothing. Something else, man. Well, hopefully, free, free Will Gillery. Free Will. <laughs> free Will Gillery. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Take care, buddy. <coughs> underscore me. Andrew underscore Lopez. Way to give him a follow on Twitter and, of course, over on ESPN. We'll be back on ESPN New Orleans. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trowlers. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. 
Good. Welcome back. We are live at Francesca by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. And the deli part is because he got sandwiches like the Reuben that I finally took a bite out of. It's ice cold. It's sitting there for 45 minutes. (laughs) How was that cold? uh, Cold roast beef. Corned beef. 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 Y'all had the hot roast beef. It was good. You know, you got to eat quick. But this is why I get the salad. Right. Because I can sit here and pick all day. Right. Exactly. It's very painful to look at it consistently. And you guys have not only started, finished. Now y'all like on dessert, y'all are just we relaxing. Chew it up. Dessert, we got dessert yet? John looks like dessert. Well, it's good to see the sling off your shoulder. Yeah, I got, well, the doctor, the, after he showed me the 20 videos, I mean, the, the pictures of what was torn, three tore, three tears in my rotator cut, three tears in my AC, and my bicep was pretty much shredded down to the elbow. Wow. And all the stuff he did to it, and I said, Doc, listen, I've not had an ounce of pain since I got out of the hospital. Is there a chance I get the brace off? He's like, can you keep it on two more weeks? He said, but I'll give you this. When you go to the radio show, you can take your sling, take it off. You can let the arm hang. And find, as long as you don't above my head, which I'm not. Is this a 30-year-old injury? This is 30-year-old. It's my 30th surgery. Well, how many on that shoulder? Oh, I've had, this is like my fifth operation on the shoulder. I've had AC. I've had rotator. They want to replace mine. They well, can't fix mine. I was, I was asking why he didn't, but he said, in due time, you'll have a replace. All right, so let's go over some of the, because um, you're going to be leaving here a little bit, <clears throat> get, I guess, your take on this. We'll continue this discussion, obviously, coming up throughout the rest of the show. Ben Heiser coming up at 135. We'll go over the AFC and NFC Championship game with him. And then uh, I think we might try to get Gary Smith on Tulane basketball. Nice big win. I know you will know you said is going to be playing here tonight, but that was a big win that's, for them with Utah State. Tonight. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that here coming up. One of the things that... Um, that happened today in the world of the NFL that could or could not impact the Saints, right? The Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett. Remember, he was quote-unquote offensive coordinator over there at Green Bay. Right. We know it's LaFleur. Goes to Denver. It was an absolute disaster. Got fired during the season. Now he goes there. You, when I told you about this earlier... Have you considered the fact that Brett Favre, uh, not Brett Favre, um, Aaron Rodgers likes him? Could this be a move that kind of shows and signals? Because earlier this week, there were reports that ownership for the Jets would okay the asking price, apparently, if it was to happen from the bunk, from the Packers, to first-round picks. That's pretty steep. That's for a guy that you don't know if he's got a couple of years 39. left in him. And he's never played for anybody other than Green Bay. And let's be honest, the Jets, people talk about how great they're going to be. You just don't know. And, and the Hackett guy coming over, he never really called plays in Green Bay. We know who called plays in the Green Bay. He gets the head coaching job and it just goes to show he can't call plays. So he's going to go to, to the Jets and... If Aaron, Rod, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, I think it's it's a shocker that he would do that. They're right. not contending for no playoff. Not with that team right now. They got some issues. Not with that new OC. Yeah, not with Hackett, who's never really called it. And I don't care if Aaron likes him because they were buddy buddies in Green Bay. The guy still hasn't known how to call plays in the NFL. So I want to play this. This was Ian Rappaport yesterday. The very latest on two teams looking for coaches, the Colts and the Panthers. Specifically... 
that they're on their second interviews. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers are getting closer. They have whittled their search down, it appears, to two names. Of course, interim coach Steve Wilkes getting a really strong look yesterday. had his second interview and still is in the mix. Of course, given the job he did as an interim coach, getting this team back to, to respectability, something that is not lost in this organization. And then Frank Reich, who, of course, has family in Carolina. The first quarterback ever for the Carolina Panthers had his second interview today. My understanding is he has given extremely strong consideration. Nothing is done yet, but Reich is going to get a long, hard look. It would be a great story if this happened. Kellen Moore had a second interview today as well, but he is now headed home. Meanwhile, the Indianapolis Colts also have started the process of their second interviews. Jeff Saturday, the interim coach with a 1-7 record, who wanted to be judged by that record but still is in the mix, potentially as a full-time head coach. He interviewed today Ejiro Evero, the Broncos defensive coordinator, still in the mix there. He has a second interview tomorrow. And then Raheem Morris also scheduled for a second interview. That is later in the week. This process for Indy should stretch into next week. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers. Notice nowhere there the name Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. Also... If you just do a simple search or you just see the people that are following and covering the Broncos, Michael Ryan seems to be the name that is surfacing more and more the defensive coordinator of the 49ers at Denver. John, I'll start with you. And then, Chef Scotty, you hey, can give your thoughts on here. I heard Denver's also really seriously thinking about Shaw from Stanford. They say the two last guys were, were uh, Ryan Shaw? and wow. David Shaw from the uh, Stanford Cardinals. Uh, that's what I'm hearing there. I look at Dan Quinn's going to get one of these jobs, either, either Indianapolis right. Colts. I heard this morning that he's got a second interview with Indianapolis right. Colts. Don't bet that the Denver Broncos won't talk to him as well. But still, no Sean Payton in Denver. Why is he the odd guy out? I, I just... I'm gonna be honest. With you, I think there's there's more to meets the eye with the Sean Payton deal. Maybe he's trying to price himself out twenty twenty five million because he made the comment about that. Well, could it could it could it just be down to both of y'all got you've run an organization too much you're, media. You're a business owner, right? Because somebody brought yeah. this up yesterday on our show, one of our guests and several of our guests. If you know it's going to cost you twenty to twenty five million, if you know it's going to cost you at least one first round pick. If you know it's going to cost you control in some capacity, whether it's total, a bigger voice at the table, what have you, do you then have to be blown away at that interview? Yeah. And do you wonder if maybe during this interview they're sitting going, you know, I can go get Frank Reich for a hell of a lot cheaper. <laughs> and he might I, be going I, in I pretty can, pompous. And also, also, that's what I'm saying. Peyton might be going in, look, I'm, I'm I the guy. To your what, point, what, you want? what are you going to give To me? your point, I don't think it was coincidental this week. The Jeff Duncan. Well, you know, you can always just go back to Fox. And then Diana Rossini goes, there's a mystery team. There's no mystery team. There's no, there's I do no not think it's Arizona a mystery team. Somebody mentioned Washington is the mystery I'd team. I'd be shocked if there's – but, there, again, they have a head coach. And the reason why I think it wouldn't be a team that has a head coach, because you have to do, as Ralph Marmorell brought it up yesterday as well, the NFL now, before you hire anybody, you have to go through a webinar right. on hiring practices, what questions are right to ask, Everything that goes involved to make sure it's a fairer practice and you have to interview several people. I, I just, I would be shocked if at this point the senior bowl, the shrine bowl, all this is happening. Free agency is about six, seven weeks away, right in March. I mean, when I start looking at it, I, I just, I don't see a team to start all over the it, process, it, re, you, you know, interviewing you, everybody. You made a comment about 
giving up some authority to, to Sean yeah. Payton. Arizona's not going to do it. They just hired a new GM. Bingo. Denver's not going to do it. They hired a new GM last year. The Colts aren't going to do it because they, 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 with Ballard up there, he's not giving up anything, and neither is the owner. So that's three teams. Okay, who you got left? Carolina? Eh, I don't know what happened. I, I think Sean Payton coach. is realizing how good he really had it here. Well, but from that standpoint, at that point, right. I mentioned this in some of our And I don't mean that in terms of like, maybe, he shouldn't have left. I don't think he wanted to be here. No, he maybe, was He just didn't. But maybe. It's the reason he met with the Dolphins behind, know, I don't, behind people's backs. I don't believe he's coming back here. No, he's not. Maybe, no, he's not. just maybe, they left the coaching staff intact. Because he may be no, no, you got come on. You're like a somebody look at his water. No, I'm not. He's Can I not not trying to figure out why they didn't? He got vodka in that you water. Put too much salt on your uh, on your tomatoes. <laughs> you know, I just um, <laughs> I like exactly. salt on tomatoes. Here we go. Uh, one hour ago, Channel Nine News out of Denver. D'Amico Ryan's emerges as top Broncos coach candidate. Now that's a great coach. Well, again, he's a great but, but that's what I'm saying. You ain't got to pay him right. twenty to twenty five million. Right. You're gonna you pay can him clearly see what they've done. And I think it's interesting, John, because we're going to talk about this in hour two because we have another two minutes before this hour ends. Are you surprised by the amount of defensive coaches that have been interviewed or will be given jobs? To teams that are looking for jobs, and is that, to your point, why maybe Dennis Allen's the head coach of your New Orleans Saints? Mickey's looking around going, I mean, Dan Quinn, it's Ryan's, it's, I mean, all, right. like, well, the only proven one is Dan Quinn. No, no, I we don't you. know it, DeMarco, I mean, but are you, uh, are you surprised by that? Because we've seen the trend the last two, three years that if somebody sneezed next to McVeigh or somebody sneezed next to Kyle Shanahan, I mean, Dan, Nathaniel Hackett's a perfect example. That guy was not a offensive coordinator, much less a head coach. Right. He wasn't. He hung out at so, practice and threw the football around with the quarterbacks. It's probably because the defenses have gotten so much better in the NFL. Well, I think could be offenses towards offenses. To. All you need is a good offensive coordinator. Well, that's the big key. You know, you can't go get somebody who's who's been on a staff that doesn't call plays, but he works with the quarterback. Oh, and the quarterback likes him. Oh, and it, it, no. like, like like Eric Bieniemy, he's no head coach. He can't even interview. Is what the word is. He's pretty bad off in his interview. That's why you'll never see Eric Bieniemy as a head coach, and he doesn't call plays for Kansas City. Mike, Triplett. that's the problem because it's all about calling plays and situational play calling. Correct. That is our number one. Uh, Mike Triplett's quote tweeted uh, the Mike Cliss report from Denver. We'll talk a little bit about that. I know you got to leave here in a quick sec, but uh, let's take a quick break. So sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. We don't want you on our team. You're too slow and fat. This is weight bias. I'm worried about your weight. Don't you care what other 